Hi everyone, my name is Renee Huang and I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of Ignite Podcast in cooperation with Park City TV. Today I'm sitting down with two beautiful ladies to talk about the concept of accessing and harnessing your creativity. So I'd like to introduce you to Tanya Taylor and Carolyn Hargreaves. Welcome ladies. Hi. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to talk about this topic because I feel like you guys are both so abundantly creative in very different ways. Mm -hmm. um, Carolyn is a photographer and faker and mm -hmm. all sorts of things visual, right? Mm -hmm. As well as being um, a marketing kind of guru on the side. Yeah. <laughs> and Tanya, I've known as many of the families up here in Park City have through running your own dance studio and being a musician and composer and your most recent yeah. project, um, Sudan and Me, which is the yeah. musical that you and your partner co-wrote. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so both very different, very creative. Um, I'm excited yeah. to hear what you have to say about yes. that concept of creativity. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we can start kind of from the top and really just explain what your relationship is with, with that notion. Okay, you want to start? Oh, it's so hard. Um, thank you for having us. I'm so excited to talk about this here. It's one of my favorite things to listen to people mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, sometimes I feel like the more I listen to things about creativity, the less I'm motivated to just get in and do it. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. it's easy to overthink it. Um, I feel like people are innately creative, and I feel like I only just recently realized that, like, even children, it just comes so naturally to them. And I feel like it's really easy, especially and today's really like academically and like professionally motivated society to like push that aside and not make time or room for that. But I like anytime I've fallen into a really severe funk, I realize like it's because I haven't done anything that's creatively like fulfilling. Um, and it's easy to think of yourself as like not being a good artist or not drawing, but you can be creative in so many ways, whether it's something in like the visual arts or even just like organizing your closet can be a creative outlet if it feels fulfilling in that way, like any kind of problem solving. So for you, creativity is kind of like an expression of something really true inside you that's not dictated by like yeah. your job or responsibilities or... Yeah, other. I always feel really lucky when it lines up that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like when I put the word creativity to it, I can feel really anxious like just by like labeling it. But I feel like there are so many different outlets to feel creatively fulfilled. Mm. Um, it's something I'm interested to have the conversation about it because it is like hard to put words to it on yeah. something that just feels yeah. so natural. Yeah. And what about you, Tanya? You know, I thought long and hard about it when you asked me to come on. And I honestly feel like creativity is disguised in hard work. I feel like anything, you put some work into something and then you can expand that creative outlet. So if I look at myself from a musical perspective, it's not like in terms of the musical, I just woke up and was creative one day, like, oh, and there's the musical. It's like you have to put in so much time and energy, you have to set aside that time in order to allow your creativity freedom to flow. But is so. it work then, or is it like mm. an intense passion that you don't mind putting work into? I, th I think you're onto something there. That it's an intense passion that once you set aside time for, then you that you know. So you have to drives. access that yeah. first, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how about we go there? I mean, how did you guys find the things that you're so? It seems so effortless. Like I look at the music you produce, and I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. And then Carolyn, I've been following her on Instagram for so mm -hmm. long, and you went through this 
baking phase where mm -hmm. it was just like so beautiful and meticulous and intense and but you could tell how much you loved it yeah mm -hmm. I think it's a lot like what you said like a lot of the things that I now really love it started with something that was really really hard like pies were so challenging for so long and that made me so mad and frustrated so one summer I'm just like, I'm just gonna make a pie every day until I'm not horrible at it yeah. and then like that frustration the more I did it the more I loved it and then you find little tips and tricks that make it easier and then you find ways, once that becomes easier, you find other ways to challenge yourself, and then it all just kind of layers into something that becomes fun. And it still might yeah. be hard or take hours, or you might rather just lay in bed and watch TV or something, mm -hmm. but it's like the second you start and finish a project, whether it's like a pie or a print or whatever, it feels so satisfying, especially if it's something you get to share with other people. Yeah. But like you've parlayed these passions into jobs, yeah. right, careers. Yeah, so, I it's mean, always felt really serendipitous. Mm -hmm. like. I love what you're doing with bringing women together because I feel like the more you share what you love, the more mm -hmm. people are eager to support you and share in that, and then they might become motivated to try something they never would have wanted to try before. Because yeah. it can seem so daunting at first, but like just trying is the yeah. hardest part sometimes. I love what you said, how you had to go through, yeah, I'm going to try a pie every day. And yeah. See if I can get better at and it, was, it was so frustrating. It was yeah. maddening. And like yeah. the whole like perfection being the 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 enemy of good, like perfect yeah. being the opposite of good. I think that's in a Brene Brown book. Yeah. Um, I would take pies and throw them in the trash. Like I've got a picture of like feeding a whole pie to my dog because it wasn't perfect yeah, yeah, or like yeah. a lopsided cake. I would just put it in the trash. Mm -hmm. And it's like there are people who would love to eat that or love to share in it and they don't see what you see. So that's mm -hmm. something I really struggled with, especially in the beginning. I feel like only in the last six months did I stop just hating everything I did, even mm -hmm. if other people loved it, just mm -hmm. realizing like that's part of it. It's like you're gonna be terrible at things in the beginning. Like yeah. some things will come easier than others, but mm -hmm. you just have to push through. That's so interesting. What about you for the creative yeah. process? I think it's somewhat similar to that because when we decided to do the musical, we knew we had to uh, you know, get all the equipment necessary to record mm. the music and then learn how to use Logic Pro X. And I think I've invested a thousand hours and it's been a thousand frustrating hours mm -hmm. of investment into it and so there's like this you know this curve that happens you have to put in so much hard work in order to get to the end product mm -hmm. of creativity but even stepping mm -hmm. um, before the process of getting okay. the equipment what was I mean what was the spark what was the inspiration point for me in terms of the musical mm -hmm. it was telling the story of my good friend Solomon Iwan who's one of the lost boys of Sudan so, I mean, it really stems from wanting to share that story with other people. And you yeah. knowing that music was the outlet because that's your yeah, background. Yeah, that's my passion and my, yeah, right. what I know and what I feel like I do well. Because I so. think, Carolyn, you were saying, you know, like people are kind of, they almost limit themselves by setting themselves up for failure, right? Mm -hmm. Like saying, oh, I have this interest, but it's just too hard or I'm not good or yeah. I don't have the skills. And so I'm curious mm -hmm. to just know how you guys got there, right? Is it breaking it down into those little bite-sized pieces, like day by day, I'm just going to yeah. try a little yeah. bit more? Or? I think a lot of it is just finding something that you love so much that you're willing to like dig into that frustration for. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've always loved cookbooks, they're my favorite thing to read. Like after Christmas wow. I usually spend that next week just like with a stack on my coffee table pouring That's through cool. them cover to cover, and yeah. I just love the photos in those so much mm -hmm. that like I so desperately like wanted to get a camera and learn to take the kind of photographs that I loved mm -hmm. in those books, whether it was like just photos of the food or the behind the scenes in a mm -hmm. kitchen. And it was hard at first, but I feel really lucky that 
like I started sharing little by little and I wasn't great at it but like Lightroom was the thing that I had to learn and it was so frustrating at first and you kind of look back and cringe at your early things mm -hmm. but at the same time it makes you feel so proud of how far you've come once you can see mm -hmm. like the efforts that yeah, you've put yeah. in um, and then a lot of people believed in me I feel like more than I believed in myself and like gave me opportunities mm -hmm. and like invited me into their kitchens to take photos or invited me onto their farms to really get in. Like I feel so lucky to have gotten into the environments. So a lot of it feels like hard work and luck and passion, mm -hmm. like all combined. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you have always been really good at being very um, authentic mm -hmm. in like that social media space where people yeah. can do so much posturing and putting on of masks and things. But I think yeah. you've always invited people into your process. Oh, thanks. Right? It's a hard balance, like between feeling like you're oversharing or like being vulnerable yeah. versus oversharing or sharing who you are without just feeling like you're word vomiting all over the place. Mm -hmm. But it's led yeah. to opportunities because people yeah. have said, wow, she has a passion yeah. that she's, it's not about the money. It's and so about, many friendships too, yeah. like even more than the opportunities, those are the things that I find the most inspiration from is like other people who are doing amazing things and then they share that with you and it all just kind of builds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Tanya? Well, I noticed you talked about vulnerability, you know, mm -hmm. and like I've often felt like we, put ourselves inside these boxes, or at least society puts us in these boxes of how we have to, you know, behave within our own creativity. And I've always liked to try to break down those walls and say, I don't have to live within, you know, that exact box. I can break out of it and do, and I think once you break down those walls and it allows your creative, you know, passions to flow even further. I have so. to tell you, you know, you mm -hmm. have changed the lives of so many girls growing up in this town. Mm -hmm. Her dance studio was this kind of like free creative expression for girls who didn't mm -hmm. fit into traditional dance programs, sure, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. so her productions, they were legendary because you always oh, made you. sure that each of the girls had a time mm -hmm. in the spotlight and that mm -hmm. everyone supported everyone else. And so I think, yeah. you know, you have really tapped into some aspect of the creative process that is tied with like self-confidence and motivation and empowerment, yeah. which um, I think a lot of people yeah don't realize is just so intricately yeah. linked. I remember once the girls, some of my older girls, they wanted to dance on Main Street. And so we started doing Thriller on Main Street. Uh -huh. And they had such a great time. Like they just, they found their own creativity. And when you watch young girls, especially teenage girls, come to, uh, to life and they find their own like confidence and passion, it's just a brilliant thing to witness. And they said, we want to do more of this. And I said, okay, well then go out and you know do more of it. They said, but we want you to come along. I'm like, I'm an adult. Like, <laughs> I can't be out dancing on the street. And then I thought, wait a second. I'm going to break down that box and say, I can do it. I can do whatever I want. And I, for 10 years, I've been out there on the street dancing with them. And you know, I'm sure that time will come to a close. But it's been one of those liberating moments where you say, I'm not confined in a box. And I can you know, breathe this passion and help other people breathe their passion as well. So where does that so. come from, though? Because I think um, part of mm -hmm. what is important in this conversation is to talk about the uplifting, but then also talk yeah. about the challenging things and the things that, as everyone's going through this, you know, we mm -hmm. might talk ourselves out of it. So what, how did you get to that place? Mm. I think just courage, you know, um, finding your own confidence. And sometimes you know that people will judge you and to say, you know, I'm just going to set that aside and do what feels right to myself. 
I always feel like I use judgment as a defense mechanism. Like Mm -hmm. if I were incredibly critical about everything I did, like no one is going to be more critical than I am. And I thought about that as a positive thing, like, oh, that'll force me to grow. And now I realize how flawed that logic was. And it's like you, you can be you can motivate yourself without tearing apart everything you do. Like you Mm -hmm. can find a way to make something and still find satisfaction in it without just trying to tear it apart first. Like in my mind, I thought I was being brave by like being the one who was really harsh with myself. But now I look back and realize like that was my own wall that I was building. That way I wouldn't be hurt if other people were like negative or feeling judgmental about it. It was like a difficult thing to come to terms with, but it's (laughs) like, it feels really satisfying rounding that corner. Well, I think the this business that you've started is just incredible. And I, you know, like for you, like if I put that question back to you, what has helped, you know, you, you know, release that vulnerability to find success in this business? Yeah, I started Wild Women Tribe um, at a time where I felt like I was searching for purpose and I wasn't really feeling that in my work life and in my personal life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think um, I went through a period of kind of blaming the situations around me and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I realized like oh wait the common denominator is me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so it became this opportunity and I knew Mm -hmm. that um, the outdoors was really something that I connected with and felt very um, motivated by and uplifted by and um, I had seen other friends of mine really Mm -hmm. come out of their shells um, in the outdoors and together as women so I thought you know I'm just gonna give it a shot see how it goes and create these experiences Mm -hmm. that are about uplifting and creating community Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, allowing women to come together in situations like this so yeah I think it's a lot of like having that initial nugget not talking yourself out of it just Mm -hmm. saying what's the worst that's gonna happen I'm gonna try and then maybe it's not gonna turn out the way I thought it was yeah right Mm -hmm. and just allowing that process because it's like a free flow process you never know Mm-hmm. how it's going to turn out at the end when you start, yeah. right? And then yeah. you could even philosophize that you don't yeah, even yeah. know when the end is because yeah, it's exactly. just a constant evolution. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's just the courage and the yeah. bravery to allow the yeah. investigating and experimenting. Maybe that is the challenging part of creativity, where you don't know the outcome. Right, so you have mm-hmm. to trust anyway. Yeah. Because I, I've noticed this with my partner, Todd, is He's, he's a physician, so he's like, he has a problem, he's got a solution for the uh-huh. problem, right? And he's good at finding that solution. But with, with musical theater, you know, writing a musical, you don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we started the first show, and we had seven tickets sold within the first week, and he's like, we gotta, we gotta just, you know, cut the show. Tell him it's not, you know, it's a no-go. And I said, no, we have to, we have to see it through. And, uh, and then watching, you know, that creative process come to fruition was a, a beautiful thing and it opened up something within him as well mm-hmm. to allow that you know creative expression to find an outlet yeah so. I love what you said about how it kind of all stemmed from a moment of like realizing that you were feeling dissatisfied and like breaking that apart I feel like I know a lot of people um, who they're just satisfied with their own dissatisfaction like they just think that's the way life is and it can be really self-defeating to think like oh I'm just not a creative person but I think I think it's so important to us mm-hmm. just to try or just to start and to not get sucked into that, like wake up, go to work, come home, go to bed, even if it's just doing one small thing every day. 
Well, you were talking earlier about being um, in a transition point yourself. Yeah. How, so how are you going to tackle this, or how are you tackling this? We were talking before the show, mm -hmm. like, I actually yeah. feel really lucky to be invited mm -hmm. here, because it can be a really uncomfortable spot, um, like taking a break. I think it's really important to take a break and not force creativity. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like a break can easily turn into like stagnation. And yeah. like the first, the first month or so felt really refreshing, like taking time to recover and rest and just kind of daydream or like look, look through Instagram and like see what kind of art is really inspiring and beautiful. But then if you don't do anything, like I feel like I've been really lucky and a lot of things just fall into place. But I also think you can't go by life waiting for things to fall into place. Um, and the times when I've felt like the most serendipitous things have happened have been I also took the time to like get a notebook beforehand and write down some wishes or goals or daydreams and then a lot of those just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they don't happen unless you really plant the seed or think about what you want. Mm -hmm. So I think after this I'm going to find myself a coffee shop and like yeah. sit with a fresh notebook. There you go. What about you? Maybe. The creative process seems to kind yeah. of flow very seamlessly for you. I mean at least from the outside. Sure. I think I mean, you just said like you sit down and you write those goals mm -hmm. because I did that yesterday. You know, it's like if you're trying to take something, you know, something that you're passionate about from point A to point B, you have to sit down. You have to write. You know, I wrote down ten goals of what I wanted to see happen with Sudan and me. So I think in putting time, investing time and energy into your, you know, your passions and your hobbies is how to get from point A to B. And being so, intentional. Yeah. I mean, I think there word. is something about. Um, telling someone about your ideas mm -hmm. or your mm -hmm. dreams that makes you accountable and then writing them down that really like reinforces yeah. them yeah. in your brain exactly, you know, in a yeah. way that just thinking about them yeah, may yeah. Not. even if all it is is just thinking mm -hmm. about the possibilities and like how things can grow sometimes that is enough to break down that barrier of feeling like something's unattainable yeah yeah and I did the same thing so we, I wrote them down and then got together with some girlfriends and said you know, let's talk this through. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were done, we had another 20 ideas. You know, yeah, everything kind of cascades. Like, oh, yeah, and just having that, you know, interaction with other people who care about you yeah. is super helpful. That's so why I think community yeah. is so important. Like, yeah. I feel like every year I get more and more, especially like female friends who are just so willing to be like encouraging and motivating. Yeah. And that same, it sounds yeah. so like self-deprecating to say like they believe in you more than you believe in yourself. But like yeah. they just see things that you can't yeah, see yeah. about yourself and see like opportunities and things that might drive you to mm -hmm. want to be more. And the same thing you were saying about like how fulfilling and rewarding it was to see, to get to give those girls an outlet into yeah. sharing things that they're passionate about. Yeah. Like that itself can be so fulfilling to, yeah. ex to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. So how do you know then as you have your creative brainstorms, which are the ideas worth pursuing? Like is there a feeling or is there something that tips you off that, oh, this is gonna be what I focus on? Maybe it's an energy that comes from the universe. There's that Elizabeth Gilbert book called uh, Big Magic. Big Magic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like those ideas exist in the universe, mm -hmm. and then they c they come through you. But it's your job to do the work. Yeah. So I just finished reading the book The Nightingale. Have either of you read mm -hmm. that? It's a fascinating book about World War II and how women play the part in it. And as I was reading it the whole time, I'm like, this has to be a musical. Mm -hmm. I, and so I'm like trying to like think of ways to write from the character of Isabel and uh, but I know that in order to get there now it's like hard work yeah it's like it, I have the idea came it just flowed through 
as a big It's magic. like being receptive to those ideas yeah. and being willing to catch them and yeah. then being willing to invest yourself and your time into like seeing them through. Yeah. So but those like, ideas yeah. are the things I feel like you can't force. Like you can yeah. make yourself available to them, but the mm -hmm. sometimes the harder I try to dig up a new idea like that, yeah. the more distant they seem. Yeah. And then you get in those spells to where you just need to like welcome them to yeah. you. Right, if you're yeah. forcing it, if you're like, now I yeah. have to be creative. Yeah. You know, I have my notebook, I have the space that I've created, mm -hmm. now I want the uh -huh. idea to come, like it's almost too much yeah. pressure, right? That's you like the stagnation that I mentioned yeah. that I felt lately. It was actually reading the Big Magics, the yeah. Big Magic book. It was so amazing and I loved it so much, yeah. but I was making all these prints and making all these pies and getting back into photography. Yeah. Then I started listening to that book and almost yeah, yeah. the day of, like listening to someone's amazing ideas about creativity, yeah, I just yeah. kind of shut down and I need to just finish that book, I guess, yeah. so I can get back into it. Yeah. It almost feels like overwhelming, like instead of exciting. Yeah. But if, if the idea is being intentional, as you said, with creativity, so the idea flowed through and now if I'm trying to find a song about Isabel, I have to really sit down and, you know, it's going to be hard work and mm -hmm. it's not, it's going to be uncomfortable for uh -huh. a moment. But I think you have to go through that process in order to get to the other side yeah. of it. I feel like that's the kind, I love that part of the discomfort of knowing, like having mm -hmm. a goal in mind or like you have the thought because mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like it's frustrating in a lot of the same ways like being a parent can be. Like you're in a moment and you know it's hard, but you dig down and then you follow through and like seeing something blossom out of that is really satisfying instead of the frustration of like waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Like knowing that you've taken even like one step in that direction, mm -hmm. or even if you have a whole day and no ideas come to you, it's like, well, at least you have that in mind, like that little seed to look forward to. Yeah. So kind of having a sense of trust in yeah. the process. Um, yeah. Is that something that you think came easy to you, or was that something that you learned through creative process? Huh. I feel like it's always one way or another for me. It either feels so natural and just kind of flows, like things just feel really lucky and fall into place, or it just feels so maddening and frustrating. And I, I always felt like a dabbler in different, like I'll try something and it's fun and then I let it go, or like even as a kid trying new sports and letting them go. And now I realize like, it's okay to be a dabbler. Like if something's not a good fit, it's okay to let it go. And maybe yeah. 10 years from now, you'll come back to it and love it. And maybe it's just not a good fit. But it is hard to find that balance between, are you just, are you giving up on something because it's hard or are you giving up because it's not a good fit and you're just moving on in a different way? Hmm. Sometimes for me, songs will come real easy. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll wake up and in 20 minutes, I have a song written, yeah. right? And then sometimes the songs take a lot more work. Uh -huh. So it's it's a fine line of, you know, just investing, investing the the right amount of effort in order yeah. to get to the end of it. Right? I feel like every outlet of mine like has such a different vibe that way. Like photography, I feel like I can look at a beautiful plate of food and see like 19 different ways I want to photograph it, yeah. and then like after like years of studying and figuring out how to achieve the look that I want, mm -hmm. like I feel really confident that. Yeah, like that'll be easy. That'll take 30 seconds in the moment and maybe another five minutes of editing and then it's done and I'll feel yeah. so good about it. And then other yeah. things, I want them to feel that easy. But it's also like I haven't invested years of work in making those yeah, come yeah. easily. So it's like finding out where to dig deep. And so maybe it's the spot. universe, I'm sorry. Maybe mm -hmm. it's the universe testing us to see if we're willing to see it to fruition. Yeah. You know, like, okay, let, let's see how invested you are. Mm -hmm. And then we'll give you a new idea or a new yeah. sample of something. Yeah, I do, I, I do think it is kind of like that fine line between following the flow, but then putting in the hard work, mm -hmm. yeah. right? But for the right reasons, like because you love yeah. it so much and you wouldn't mm -hmm. want to choose anything else. Yeah. 